Good morning, everyone. Um, Merry Christmas! Yay! It's already yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I love it. So, yes, we are there uh, this morning. Even if it's Christmas, every day we want to uh, develop ourselves. So we, <laughs> we are there for the podcast this morning. And we continue with the synergy this morning uh, with the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And we are in the subject of creating the third alternative this morning. And I found out this morning, Melanie, I didn't have the time to tell you that Stephen Covey have a book only on the third alternative. Ah, so, <laughs> want to another book for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will go and order on Amazon a new book, a new book. So we have a lot uh, to talk about about this this morning. So we just go and start with you, Melanie, about the third alternative. Yes, and uh, I, I, I really want to encourage all of you to um, use synergy as much as you can. I mean, we're coming into a uh, time of the year where uh, you either have a great time or there's lots of arguments and there's lots of opportunity to uh, try and stand your ground and say this is what i want to do what do you want to do uh and you know this is where the third alternative is something that uh, can be really uh, amazing because what you're trying to do is look for a synergistic solution to a problem that really has no resolution if you just look at the problem as uh it's either me or you Right, because me or you means uh, gagnant perdant or perdant perdant. I mean, win win or win lose lose lose. You know, and uh, we don't want to have that. So, um, in Stephen Covey's book, he uh, he tells a story, and probably what I'm going to do a little bit this morning is read from the story because by praising the. Um, the contents of the story, sometimes you'll lose the essence of uh, what the story is about. But um, it's about a couple, a husband and a wife and two kids. And the, wife, the husband has his heart set on uh, going to the lake country to go fishing with his two boys. Um, it's an important time of year for him. They do it. Uh, he's been planning it all year. He's even booked the cottage. He's made reservations and organized to rent a boat. He hasn't stopped talking about it with his kids. So, of course, they're really excited about it too. Okay, along comes the wife. The wife has completely different ideas for this week vacation. Bearing in mind in the U.S., They only get two weeks vacation. So like every week is really important. And so the wife says, no, no, no. My mother is not well. She is not going to last much longer. I need to go and spend this week with my mother. And uh, she lives 250 miles away. And I don't have the opportunity to see her very often. So this is it. This is what we're going to do in our week off. 
So you can imagine the husband saying, yeah, but we already decided that we'd go fishing. We already got it booked. Everything's planned. The boys are excited. And the mom says, yeah, but I don't know how long my mother's going to live. Um, I, you know, I'd never forgive myself if I didn't uh, go and see her and spend this time with her. So the, 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 the argument, if you like, continues, the husband pressing his point that he really, it's not fair, they've planned it for so long, the boys are excited, da, 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 da. And he says to her, well, we're planning to go to uh, your mother's at Christmas. And um, anyway, your sister's nearby. So, you know, no big deal. And the wife says, well, I'm her daughter too. I would actually like to see her. And by the way, my sister needs a break. Uh, and it's five months till Christmas. I don't know if she's going to last that long. So... Um, you know, she says, my mother's more important than your fishing. And so it goes on. And I'm sure you've had situations like this where one of you wants to do one thing, the other wants to do another. And you're like, what, what can we do? And, you know, you could compromise, right? Compromise that, that word actually that now I'm going to try not to use in my life. Compromising means ending up with a solution that neither of you are really happy with. So they said, well, we could come from, we could, um, maybe I could spend, uh, I could go to my mum's and you could go fishing with your boys, with the boys. And um, the husband says, yeah, but we, we want you to be with us. It's important that you spend time with us. And so back goes the argument again. Well, then, Maybe all of you can come and stay with me at my mother's. Oh, but the boys are going to hate that. They're going to be climbing the walls. I mean, spending a week at grandma's is not exactly an excitement for them. And, uh, and so it continues, it continues. Now, what they could have done was they could have come up with a solution that was a compromise. And whether the compromise was, you know, will you come with us fishing because you can go and see your mom at Christmas? And then maybe the mother had died between then and Christmas. Imagine how the husband's going to feel that he forced his wife into a compromise situation that she wasn't happy with. And that sort of action can end up festering in a relationship and can be the source of constant arguments right it'll come up again and again remember you made me go fishing with you and all i wanted to do was spend time with my mother you know and and the husband is not going to feel good about that or he, she could force him to go to the mother's uh, there'll be so many arguments the kids will remember it as the worst family holiday ever because the mum and dad were arguing all the time so Basically, that sort of compromise ends up actually being worse than um, being uh, separate, right? The, probably the best compromise would have been one go to one and one go to the other. But this man and woman, they have a high emotional bank account, which means that they've deposited lots of love to each other. They've done lots of things for each other. And because they have a high emotional bank account, 
they're prepared to look at the problem a different way and they're prepared to say, okay, let's see if we can't come up with a solution that actually is going to work better for us than, uh, than doing trying to compromise and each of us getting our own way, but neither of us actually ending up very, ha uh, very um, happy. So they come up with something where they're thinking win-win. So both of them are going to, to do it. And because they have the attitude to come up with a win-win situation, they're going to come up with something that really works for both of them. So as the husband is communicating with his wife, he realizes how important it is for his wife to spend this time with his mother, he, her mother. He realizes that the sister does need a break and her, his wife will feel much better if she's able to give that to the, the um, sister. And the wife understands the husband's desire to spend quality time giving a great experience for the boys. So while each of them have their agenda in the sense that they know what they, they need to do, they both also have a high understanding of the emotional uh, impact of forcing their own issue. So they want to use their, their emotional bank account to work out a better compromise. So they're not on opposite sides of a problem. What they are is they have a situation, they need to pool their resources and work on it together. So he comes up with a solution and he says, you know, maybe we can go on the fishing trip, but I could arrange of, um, to get help in for a long weekend where you have the opportunity to go down and see your mother and spend quality time with her and I can look after the boys and we'll be good at home. Um, and I know, and, and saying to her, I know it's important for you to have this time. And then she says, well, maybe we could find a place to go fishing, which is much closer to my mom's so that we can actually go spend time with her, have a cabin somewhere, but um, be able to to for me to go to hers while you guys go off fishing or for us to spend time all of us with my mom and uh, we can meet still meet the needs of the boys outdoors we can have fun and we can actually kill two birds with one stone if you know what i mean so that that sort of solution is available in every situation we live we need to be able to uh, seek to understand the other person's um, situation. We need to work together using the emotional uh, bank account. And we need to come up with a win-win that is better than a compromise. And uh, they, they, this couple, they managed to work it out. They have a solution that they both feel good about. Um, and... In, and a bonus to doing it by going close to where the mother lives, they actually have the opportunity to catch up with a lot more of the family as well, uh, cousins and aunts and uncles. So it becomes a win-win for everybody. So I, I love this 
way of looking at things that we need to be always considering the other person's point of view. So I think Mary Pierre has a uh, a formula for you to uh, to be <laughs> able to work out your own third alternatives. Yes, it's kind of a, a formula, yes, because it it's really great the story, but maybe sometimes you just don't see what is the step to go from the argument to the better solution. There's a lot of steps that you can use because when we are faced with the, a difference of opinion, we can respond in several ways. So first, maybe you are in the attack mode. So you put down the idea. This is a defensive and fear-based response. Maybe you just tolerate. So you put up with uh, the idea, but you, not, uh, you do not accept the idea. Or maybe you accept the idea. So yes, you accept that it's different, but you don't try to change anything. Or maybe you value the idea. So you value the different idea and begin to see the opportunity in the new information. Or maybe you are at the celebrate <laughs> response. So you seek out an individual who think differently and you learn from those differences. So once you know that differences are strengths and not weaknesses, you are ready to find the highway or the third alternative and create something better than uh, what currently exists. So there are six steps to the third alternative. So step number one, it's ask the other person, are you willing to go for a solution that is better than any of us have come up with yet? So with this question, we do not ask other to give up their idea or their point of reference. And also when asking this question, we must be able to retrain our own thinking. So we must think within the paradigm of valuing differences and mutual respect. So be willing to suspend own preconceived notion of a solution and be open for possibilities that we never thought of. So when the answer is to the question is no, because it may be no, it could be they don't have enough trust yet. So the emotional bank account is not high enough to say yes to that question. When it's yes, we go to the step number two. So step number two is to define the problem or the opportunity and the criteria of success. So what is exactly the problem or the opportunity? And when it will be a success, what is the criteria of that success? So in this situation, in the example, the problem, they want to do <laughs> the mom something and the dad another thing. And the criteria of success, it's spending time together. So they had the same criteria of success and they know exactly what is the problem. And we go to step number three, it's to listen to the other person. We saw that in the last chapter, seek first to understand so the ways of the other. So really listen and not thinking about what you're gonna say next, so if you haven't listened to the, the podcast uh, about Seek First to Understand, go back in the last weeks and you will uh, uh, listen to those podcasts about Seek First to Understand. And we go to number four, is share your views. So seek to be understood now by sharing your idea. Because yes, it's Seek First to Understand, then to be understood. Because 
we know we want to be considerate so considerate the uh, other person but to really um make a difference you have to have the courage to share your point of view so if you really want to have a win-win you want to achieve the third alternative you have to have the courage to share your idea too and we go to the step number five is brainstorm option together so an environment needs to be created where the third alternative can be generated so we can refer to uh, that uh, environment as the magic theater that's how they call it so this is a place where no idea is ridiculous or stupid and every idea is relevant so within this magic theater the following ground rules should be applied for creating a creative climate so play at it it's not for real avoid closure avoid judging make models turn idea on their on their heads work fast and breed a lot of idea so we can generate a third alternative with the wrong paradigm so one that's judgmental slow and self-defensive so it's the paradigm that really matter and we go to the step number six is to find the best solution together so the third alternative is recognized by the one that meets the defined success criteria. So it embraces the outcome we all want, where it's enable everyone to win. So there are no longer old fight or 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 hold assumption. Everyone feels inspired, and we know that the third alternative will work. So it must be said that there are no guarantee that a third alternative will always be reached. However, keep trying and the rewards are great when we get there. So we couldn't possibly settle for anything less. So that's the sixth step for creating the third alternative. So I know for a lot of you, you will have to deal with your family this weekend because it's Christmas. We maybe see someone that we don't see the rest of the year. So maybe you will have some issue to work with. So you have an exercise that is to come up with the third alternative. So choose a relationship or an issue where you would like to work toward a more synergistic hand. So work through the sixth step to the third alternative. And after you work toward a more synergistic hand of the situation, take a few minutes to write down in what ways this approach was different from how you would have handled it in the past? And how did the new approach feel for you? Was it difficult for you? What step will you take, the, uh, you take to ensure that you will continue to use this approach in the future? So that's the exercise for this weekend to really work on the third alternative but to really understand more i know that melanie you have a second example for us this morning i do mary pierre and uh while you were describing that uh, list of activities i was thinking about that phone call that i had just before the podcast and i'm thinking i have uh, somebody who uh, wants something and uh, uh, 
I, I need to go back to that lady now that uh, I've listened to this and the six steps and see whether I can work with her to get a better solution. So I already have something to practice on uh, because uh, sometimes, you know, we, we find ourselves in a situation where we're defensive or uh, we know that the person is being unreasonable. Um, and so I need to uh, come up with a better solution for her. So that's, uh, that's quite interesting. So in this book, which is Living the Seven Habits, and there's lots and lots of stories. And so in the section, The Third Alternative, there's actually about six or seven different stories, I think. Uh, well, it's about um, the win-win situation, uh, uh, yeah, about synergy um, in the corporate world. And the story that I'm going to tell you is um, a senior executive joins a company and he, uh, before he had joined the company, several years before, the company had bought this huge um, piece of equipment that was worth $5 million. And uh, in the contract, it was written that if this, um, if this uh, piece of equipment was to fail or break down, that the company were basically in big trouble, right? Because they were dependent on this piece of equipment. And it also seemed to be written into the contract that the manufacturer had no liability for defects. So what does that mean? That means that when it went wrong, they didn't have a leg to stand on, according to the documents that this guy read. And he said, well, that's ridiculous because when this piece of equipment, because predictably the piece of equipment did break down, when it breaks down, basically their manufacturing process went to pieces and they weren't able to conform with the orders and they were losing thousands and thousands of dollars. And it was meant to be a piece of like Swiss watch precision, right? It was meant to be an amazing piece of kit. And um, it, just, it just broke down all the time. And so they lost business. So as the leader of the company, he was, um, well, not he wasn't the leader, but he was the person they, they chose to represent them to basically get this sorted right? That manufacturing company, they've got no right to, uh, to leave us like this. And so he entered a phase of totally litigious meetings, which were aggressive, were, went nowhere. One person blamed the other, the other blamed the other. And so it went on. And it got to a point where they had one more meeting left. And, uh, he says, right, well, this time they're not getting off the hook. Like, I'm really going to force it to them. But unfortunately, the manufacturing company wouldn't give in. And um, it, it, it just went to pieces. It was a lawyer versus lawyer confrontation. They had, they had got lawyers of their own. Uh, he was really angry and he couldn't believe that the manufacturer would not accept any responsibility for the defects. So he, he said, you know, I was in the, uh, he was in the uh, world of criminal um, law before. And so he'd been used to dealing with, uh, 
prisoners and criminals, where basically it was you do as I say or that's it, right? Um, and he said, I knew that I needed to change the way I was looking at this problem. And he decided that we have to come up with a better solution, right? If you hit, hit brick walls, you're not going to go anywhere. So what he did was he bought, he bought together a group of people from his company, including his secretary, so that they could come up with, um, he could get a better understanding of the history of the problem. And so he wanted to see the problem through their eyes. And he started to take notes. And, and they came up with a list of things that they wanted to achieve. So the first one of those was production output had to be maintained and prepared and ultimately improved, that they don't want to spend millions of dollars on legal problems, that they need to have a healthy relationship with the equipment manufacturer, and they wanted to be compensated for the losses. So when he looked at the list, he said, there's only one of those that can be argued in a court of law. The rest of them, we have to work out ourselves. So what he decided to do was to meet with the company, the, the, M, the man, CFO or the um, CEO of the company. And uh, he met with him uh, in a lunch basically to get to know him. So he sat down, asked questions about his family. The guy's like, whoa, where's this going, right? And then asked questions about, tell me, what is your perspective of the problem and how it's been going on? And what he realized was, actually, they had been trying to help them, but they, the way they'd been helping them hadn't been helping them. And the way the people had been receiving them was rejecting them, saying, oh, this is a piece of crap, this piece of machinery. So like the two of them were opposite sides of a problem, which really was something they could s solve together. So by seeking first to understand, as in the process um, Marie-Pierre was describing, and then seeking to be understood, so do the understanding first, then the understood, then they were in that um, uh, sec fifth phase, which is brainstorming. So then they brainstormed and the guy explained, what I would like to do is to have your company as an integral part of my future business so that we buy more equipment from you. We have an improved pr productivity and, you know, it gives you money and guarantees us success. So guess what happened? They worked it out and they ended up with a solution which was way better for both of them. And that's really how we have to learn to look at every problem we have and come up with the third alternative. So I think, Marie-Pierre, uh, that about does it for us today. And um, it, it's, all, it's interesting when you have your own problems to force yourself to say, is this the only way to manage this argument? Thank you, Melanie. So yes, that's it for us for this morning. So I, I wish you a beautiful weekend and again, a Merry Christmas. So thank you for being there with us this morning and we will see you next week. And Have thank you day. for having me here for four days. Bye. <laughs> thank you.